Tate Maselela, what do you think when you hear the song? <laughs> uh, that is really Easter. That time again. That time again. Let's talk about the political aspects that the song riles within you. Come on, I'm I'm baiting you here. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, I'm associating it with a church more than anything. Eh? I know it's more of a freedom song. Absolutely. Let's talk about financial freedoms. Let's have a conversation with the chief investment officer at Makwe Fund Managers, Mr. Makwe Masilela. Global wealth migration is accelerating and South Africa is not immune to this, according to a report by New World Health. About 3,000 super rich, super rich defined as 14 million rand or more or 1 million US dollars, migrated from South Africa over the past 10 years. Most of them went to the UK, Australia, the United States. In Africa, only Mauritius seems to be an attractive destination. Mr. Makwe Masilela, why is that? You know, number one, we have to acknowledge that these super rich, um, they're exposed to those countries. So it's easy for them to compare, you know, and comparing here, you check their reasons. Number one, they talk about safety. Number two, they talk about the, those countries are more business friendly. And also you check their tax regime. And we know that everyone is not too happy to pay tax, even though we know it's something that we have to do. But if you are able to save on that part, definitely you'll make sure that you save. So that continues to be the biggest thing. And you talk about Mauritius, that's so far African country, which is attracting those people as Mauritius. You compare their tax rate and our tax rate, they're sitting on a flat 15%. Our company tax is plus minus 28%. So that itself will tell you the benefits. And business friendliness, anyone who's been doing business, especially back home here, small businesses or whatever, they complain about the same thing. Government is slow, bureaucratic red tape, stuff like that. And safety issues, we, know, we all know about it. But what's very critical is that at any point in time, those people, they travel overseas, they compare themselves to their international peers, and they feel that, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go. But personally, I think home is home. You know, that's where your heart is. Home is certainly home. I wouldn't for a moment doubt that. But outside, and we'll return to the financial aspects or the money-based reasons why people would make such migrations, what are the other issues? I mean, you touched on safety. What are the other reasons that would be considered in making this decision? Because as you correctly say, home is home. To make such a decision as to, I am now leaving, surely it can't just be financially based. True that. Hence, we ma- we mentioned the likes of safety. And uh, I think anyone can pay top dollar when it comes to safety. Check how much are we spending when it comes to security. People are in a high halls, high security, firms, I mean, fences, stuff like that. So safety is very important, especially if you have got family. We are worried about your kids and your wife. Are they safe enough? So others probably they have experienced that crime. Others have not. Others, it's a question of, you know what? I don't like the way things are happening back home here. I might as well go. A simple thing maybe that can help us, which is also not a financial issue. Check the report that has been released by Euromix. It's saying for the past 12 years, you know, we used 2006, I think South Africa was number 31. Now we dropped to almost 88 out of 178 countries. When it comes to socioeconomic issues, when it comes to governance, stuff like that. So we've just gone worse and worse and worse. Comparing ourselves, I mean, 12 years back, the situation, according to that report, is just so worse. And here we are not talking money issues. We are talking socioeconomic issues, stuff like that, and governance issues so people they consider that as well and remember money is 
something funny. The minute you start having a little bit of money, you realize that, who this is doable. I can be able to make more than what I've made so far. You sure can. You know, <laughs> this, the, the, this, this topic can't not be divorced of what was happening 25 years ago in the change of the apartheid dispensation to the democratic dispensation that has since been over the last 25 years. Specifically, there was a term that we used to use at school, PFP, packing for Perth. And there was a massive migration of whites, white capital, out of the country because of their fears of what was going to go on. How much of those systemic, politically, how much of those systemic and political fears are still at play in this figure that I read out in terms of 3,000 super rich have left. Never mind the super rich. I mean, this figure, of course, increases. You just don't have to be super rich. I've got teachers who have since left to New Zealand and Australia in particular. What are those people going there? Because, I mean, they're not going there to make business. Some of them are not even skilled. They just have the right color to go to an an environment that will be receptive of them. Why would they go? Is it still political after after all this time? By all means, politics will always be there. And you are right. You know, we cannot ignore that fact and think as if there's nothing to do with politics. Politics continue to play a major role. And in the sense that other people don't believe or have hope that they can be led properly by someone with a different skin. So politics will always be there. And as we are saying, pecking for, I mean, for PEF, I mean, that continues to happen. And even back home here, people might not have left, but you check how many people have dual citizenships. You check how many people have two passports, you know. The number is so shocking. That tells you that at any point in time, if they have to leave, they can leave. Yes, they're still with us here, but they have almost two passports. They've got like almost two citizenships, even though they're still back home here. So yes, politics is always plays a critical role. And whether we like it or not, definitely there are people who definitely don't believe that a different skin will definitely do a better job. Let's have a conversation with the rest of South Africa and Dade Masilela. We're taking your calls on 0891-104-207 here on SAFM Leading the Conversation. The program's name is The Viewpoint with me, your host, Song Ezomabetra, in conversation with Mr. Makwe Masilela, who's the Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers. Specifically those of you who are at home, who is contemplating leaving South Africa, whatever your reasons are, and you can advance them in the phone call, who is for sure leaving South Africa. And it would be nice if we can get somebody who's sitting at our tumble right now because once flight is delayed on their airtime that they need to exhaust, who internationally, and I like to believe that SAFM is an international broadcast station, who is sitting in the UK, in the United States, in Perth, you probably should be sleeping, but nonetheless will take your calls, who is in these spaces because they have left South Africa and now have a view that they can freely express now that they have seen, if you like, their greener pastures, now that they have seen their Eden. And is it always a case, and back to you, Ndate Masilela, is it always a case of greener pastures? Those who leave, do any come back? If so, after how long? Let's have a conversation about the idea that the grass is not always green on the other side. True, there are those who came back and realized that, you know what, we make a big mistake, but most people are still there. But others, we must be careful, they can be there for seven months and are back here for four months because by migration here, I think they defined it as anyone who spends more than six months in that particular country. So it's a case of 180 days or more you have been deemed to have migrated, not that per se you have completely uprooted everything that is yours and your identity here in South Africa. Do I understand you correct? Exactly. That's how they defined it. So maybe somebody might be spending nine months or seven months or eight months that side. They consider that as you have migrated, which in all fairness is true. Let's talk about global trends. I mean, this is a South African experience, but I don't think to 
I mean, in, in many respects, would be too different to the rest of the world because some of the issues that plague South Africa plague other nations as well just as much or worse. What's the global analysis of this thing like? It does happen in other countries, especially Europe, but, you know, the way they're intertwined, you don't even feel it, you know, because one can easily take a train to another country. And remember now, Europe, in a sense that if you look at Europe as European Union, then it's a different story because how many member states they have, 27 or so, so it's not like you've migrated. Maybe it might be a question of someone leaving Europe totally and maybe saying going to China or to the U.S., then that's something else, but around the eurozone it does happen but people don't consider that as migration because we're still within the economic zone i'm taking your calls on 0891 i'm having a conversation with mr makwe masilela who's the chief investment officer at makwe fund managers but for some of you you might be listening from time to time to mama wam masachabam dollar between 1530 and 1630 the focal report uh, sorry the economic and market report on the focal point that is that man who's now given us even more time of his so he is here he's here to field your calls if you have any apprehensions more particularly if you want to structure the way in which you can make that migration or even better immigration into the country south africa's best expert on that south africa's best voice on that is right here with me in studio and we're taking your calls and from Pulugwane, we have millicent hello millicent how are you hi hi i'm fine how are you fine thank you where are you going um, actually, I'm looking at, uh, trying to go to Canada. I'm a medical doctor, and yeah, it's um, very cold. I'm trying there. to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 Medicine? Why? <laughs> because you know what? Um, the prospect in this country, unfortunately, for us professionals, is not looking very, very good. Hey. For me, I think I, I've got two elder siblings who happen to also be medical doctors. The one has stayed and the one has immigrated about nine, ten years ago already. Where to? Um, he's in Ireland. You guys are a gifted yeah. family. But... And, you know, when we're looking at the quality of life and the, the way things are going, I think the sooner you jump ship, the better, because it's a process of this country, unfortunately. It's not what we had in mind of the what, what we thought the rainbow nation would be. Because now I've got the younger colleagues who have qualified for medical school. They cannot find a job. And Do you want to reply to that, Mr. Masilela? Stay on the line, Millicent. Let's just have a conversation about some of the misgivings that you have about, for instance, skills absorption must be real, not just to the white persons in the advent of what they always say, and I'm not so entirely sure it's correct, but to a point I will concede that the redress aspects of broad brace black economic empowerment and affirmative action and programs of like social redress have had a role to play for the largely white interest if you will but here's a fellow sister if you will who says millicent going away and she's a medical doctor and we know we have a skills shortage particularly in healthcare in south africa how does that come about it's true and dr millicent uh, she's got a point you know because sometimes it can be frustrating as a politician i mean as a professional and by the way vancouver happened to be one of the cleanest cities and canada they've got one of the best flying fishing places but you know i think as professionals as well dr millicent is upon us to make sure that we change things i think we've got a tendency of saying you see what they're doing you see instead of doing xyz but what are we doing as professionals and here we are with the time to get to elections people are engaging us that's where you should be engaging fully with them because honestly 
this country doesn't only belong to politicians, it belongs to all of us, and we've got a right to be able to change it the way we want to. But if every time we're going to be dropping and say, no, we're leaving, we're leaving, I mean, other countries, they've got challenges. You know how many jobs were lost when it comes to the USA? And we're talking highly paid jobs in all Street in 2006, 2007. All I'm trying to indicate that you get the point where other professionals in their countries, they also struggle. Look about the issue of the Brexit. You know how many jobs will be lost, especially in the financial sector because of the Brexit matter? Remember the likes of Greece and Cyprus when they were getting bailed out? Most of those European countries during the financial crisis, they had to be bailed out. You know, you are Cyprus, you are, you are Greeks. My point here is I'm not comparing ourselves to them and two wrongs don't make a right. But I'm saying that at any point in time, any country has its own challenges. And I believe as a professional, you need to be addressing all that that listen we as professionals in the medical space we don't think, see things happening for us what do you do as a minister or else you, we have to go and you said this is a very scarce skill look what happened the guys are bringing doctors from other countries that confirms that definitely we need to scale back home here but i for one i think you guys you've got organizations and bodies and i'm not just talking political bodies we even have uh, the councils or the registration bodies which is administrating you i think those platforms need to be used properly. Millicent, final thoughts from you. Are you saying to us here now, you are going to Canada, and the minute you land there, your South African ID and your South African passport will no longer be of use because you don't intend to come and resettle here? I don't intend to resettle here. I will come for visits probably because most of my family is still here. But, you know, what? to respond to what he was saying and my final thoughts, is he's saying... Um, we have close sources and they are importing doctors from foreign countries. That is very true. But they are incentivizing those doctors to come here while our own brothers and sisters. There are a few medical uh, post-concept uh, medical students and post-intensive um, students who are sitting without jobs and they have South African IDs. So what, do, what, what does he say about that? I don't know. I'll and have to invite the Minister as, of Health. See, as for us as professionals, we feel we are not heard because if you are not politically correct, uh, connected, you don't really matter. You can be the most intellectual person, but whatever you say, it's going to be a lot of hot air. So what's the point? If I may ask the Minister, do you have a job now? Yeah, no, I'm currently working for so, myself. I'm, I'm in private practice. Yeah, but, but, you know, but my point is, going. my point, what you are raising, you are raising a point of people who are doctors and don't have jobs. You yeah, have a job, you, so you are leaving because they don't have jobs and you have a job? No, I'm leaving because I can see where the medical profession is going in this country. If you're not stuck in the, in the public sector, in the private sector, there is only so much, there is only about 15% of the population that is on private medical care who can afford to come to me. And that number is growing every day because as things get more expensive, people opt out of medical aid or they're going to cheaper medical aid with, you know, contracted and all sorts of stories. But Millicent, so, what do you say about the national health insurance which is coming into play <laughs> and it will change the dynamics? I love where this is going. Keep talking. That is such... <laughs> for me, you know, for us in the... For us, the people on the ground, that is just a joke because, I mean, our government is not able to make the, 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 the current system work. They're just going to try and overhaul it and then do something that will probably squander even more money and would even be a bigger failure than what we are currently having. But okay. you respect uh, that. Okay, okay, okay. Dr. Masilela, let's not put her on the line.
we can perhaps continue the conversation sort of abstract of her name and identity, but we do, do want to say thank you to Millicent calling us from Bulugwana. Millicent, yeah. final thoughts to you. Do When you get to Toronto, if ever you do go to Toronto, say hello to my dear Mzala, Dr. Nez Sanono, who will be coming back, though, in December. She's there on a one-year training. She wants to specialize specifically, I think it's going to be in anesthetics, but she's coming back, so perhaps you might just want to have coffee with her and you might be inspired to ultimately do what Tunda Demakumasilela was trying to lead you to do. From Christiana in the Northwest, we've got Ndadewili. Good day, sir. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Sondis. Look, Mount Sondis, you see, the, the, the stats that uh, our, our country or the government uh, having been at the uh, maybe before 1994 or something, now at this point in time, rating at 88 uh, from the total of 170 something, it's shocking. And then, uh, 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 I wonder what does the current government say, particularly the ANC, when listening to this uh, 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 shocking uh, uh, deterioration of, of, of our government. It's a serious indictment. It is a serious indictment on the government. Perhaps you can tell us more from a systemic perspective what it talks about, Mr. Masilela. I mean, when, when, when government is sitting having these conversations, and I'm sure, and I would hope from time to time you are part of those conversations in an advisory capacity, what is the reception of these news on the, on, on, on the, in, in the political space? You know, South Africa, we've got our own problems. There's a lot that we still need to do. But the good thing, and this is my personal opinion, is that people have worked up. They've realized that, you know what, uh, it can no longer be as normal as it used to be. Status quo cannot remain the way it was. We've got a new normal. And a new normal back home here is that people are starting to talk about issues. People are starting to question real things. And whether it means writing petitions or doing whatever, but gone are the days when people were scared to voice their concerns. So we've got this new normal. And yep, things might be going to a certain direction. Maybe it's a question of making sure that we speed up the whole thing. And don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm not. I'm also not frustrated by other things but it's a question of at least this new normal we have to make sure that we push it as fast as we can and I'm of the view that we cannot leave everything to politicians or policy makers. It's for us to influence those policies. The reason people have lobby groups is for that reason, to make sure that you influence policies that affect you the way that you want things to happen. And we are the one who understands that particular sector, meaning you'll be the one who's well positioned to drive that particular policy. But the culture of Populism drives those people like Millicent away because there is a very intellectual wave that seems to have settled now, as you would say, this thing about intellectualism being antagonized. How would you respond to that? And we're we're going to go immediately after your response to Imran in Johannesburg, who is PFP. We're not supposed to allow that to happen to us because if they're telling us and we realize that you're just playing a game here, it's for us to tell them that don't waste our time. Donald did the same thing when he promised people to build a wall. All right, short and sweet. Imran, you're packing for Perth. Yes, sir. Why, Imran, why? Well, I guess um, for the last three years, I've been traveling back and forth in South Africa and uh, I've got three kids and I think... My biggest concern right now is that <clears throat> my kids goes to good schools. I'm not going to mention the names, but um, when I look at the actual situation in, in Australia, um, 
What I'm actually just concerned right now is my kids, number one, their safety. I mean, we've, we've had not just our family members that's been assaulted, um, been robbed, you know, houses been broken in. And I think that's what South Africans are seeing is like, you know, we, we don't have a way forward here. I mean, when you look at the two countries, there's nothing better than South Africa. It's, it's the best. But when you get that side, then you actually realize, but hey, all in the, you know, the one thing that's great there is, you know, you, if you're looking for jobs, the government's there to assist you. The unemployment rate in Australia is currently sitting, I think, like 3.5%, perhaps at 5% for the most. But you're looking at government supporting from kids going to school, tertiary, people that's pensioners are getting great assistance there in terms of Imran, housing. Imran, Imran, I get the point. Who's going to make South Africa like that? Beg your pardon? Who is going to make South Africa one day be, if you will, a model like that of Australia when Imran is going, when Millicent is going, when on another day I decide, okay, bugger this, I'm going. Who then, these things that you are looking for in other countries, is going to deliver them to the people here in South Africa? Well, I guess, you know, we... Most of the South Africans are totally lost nowadays because we, we're actually sitting back and we're thinking that, you know, we've, we've got one of the best people currently leading South Africa. And I mean, not that I support the ANC, but, you know, I think the man that's leading currently is one of the best. But, uh, you know, like to say, a fish rots from the head down. And unfortunately, he's just one man and he can't change South Africa. And I think this country is not going to, it's not going to come right in the next 10 to 20 years. And I, Mr. I, and that's just personally where I'm sitting. Yeah, I mean, what he's raising is very important, you know, the safety, stuff like that, and I think that's not right, you know, but I think your question is very relevant, that who's supposed to make things right back home here? It's a question of other people have to make things work, and then when they're okay, you come back and work here. I think it's all our responsibility, and it starts with me as Marco to do my part, whether at work or whatever, just like any other person, but it's all upon ourselves. And guys, here we are, we've got a right to be able to do or change things the way we want to. It's not a question of we must Imran, pass the back. Yes, I'm still You know, okay. I mean, and countries like that, and they come a long way for them to be where they are, and people push together to be where they are. And I think it's for us as well to make sure that we do it right and for the sake of our kids. As we mentioned that we've got kids, so it's no longer about me and you, but it's to make sure that at least our kids don't have the conversation that we are having today. Imran, what well, are you taking to Australia? What skill set are you taking to Australia? Sorry, before you respond to that, what skill set are you taking to Australia? What, what is it that South Africa is losing in you and in your wife and in your children? Well, I've worked for, for most of the biggest life insurance company as divisional sales directors. I've got an MBA. So, um, you know, I think basically I could take that and, and rather than into an country and see myself um, prospering. And I think that's also one thing, besides myself, I'm not really worried about myself, but I think I've got a 15, 12, and a 11-year-old old kids. And my question is, if I look at, and honestly speaking, I just want to take two minutes. If I yeah. honestly sit and, and I look back at the amount of people that's currently out there, like Melissa said, that, and, and everyone's trying to, the man's sweet-talking the conversation, 
as an investor, as, as one of the top people that understands investment in this country. But let me put it this way. How many of our kids, and I'm speaking for, for South Africa, how many of our kids participate with, an, with a degree, a BA, BSc, doctor's degree, no way. Can't find jobs. The guy, we, our kids are actually turning to crime. Now, I don't want to be sitting in the next five years contemplating my son is just taking off his matric this year. Where is he going to be? I mean, he's great in tennis, he's great in hockey, he's great in maths and science, and that's going to go all next in the next five years. Although we can put them in universities and everything else. But I'm looking at the, the crime situation, the drug situation. I'm looking at you know, just the general thing that we're all faced with on a day-to-day basis. When you walk in the street, you can't even walk at night or during the day before you get robbed. And I mean, yeah. that's all. Those are our concerns. And unfortunately, we can we can speak until the cars come home. We could. But those are the concerns that most that yeah. 90% of our population's got, and that is not going to change. And unfortunately, I hope and pray that you know we we we, we all need stay behind and make this country work. But yeah. I'm just saying that the, 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 the current situation in South Africa is just, it, it, it's, it's in jambles. It's, it's totally, totally messed up. And, and, and as you said, you know, that most of the people who's got the money who can actually move and, and, and moving to another are doing that. And, and that, that's our biggest concern right now. Thank you so much, Imran. Look, I do hope your children, when they make it as massive international sports stars and they're winning the Australian Open in tennis and winning World Cups in hockey, they will be representing South Africa. And just final thoughts. Do I have a room in your home when I visit Perth? Yeah, always welcome, sir. Thank you so much, Imran. Take it easy. Dr. Masilala, you want to say something? Yeah, you know, I think maybe let's just get this job thing right. You know, the job issue, the government job is not to create jobs but to create an environment where private sector can create the necessary jobs people like me and emirates we might be in senior positions but we've got certain targets so it's for us to make sure that we become very productive but what we tend to do is that because we've got a certain budget for you now to start hiring more people you don't because you want to save on that particular budget so i'm saying we as well you know we have to make sure that if the companies doing okay we don't just have to chase profits profits or dividends dividends we have to start hiring more people because the government is not supposed to be doing that it's just there just to create that particular environment but people have this thing that you know what i cannot because we know one of the biggest costs to any company is your employees so the less if you can do a job with lesser people definitely you will do that hold that thought we've got colin in cape town and temba in itzoseng in that order colin Good evening. Good evening to your guests. Anyway, I've got nine I've got nine tenths of living South Africa. Very good. You know why? I'm too damn old to go anywhere. <laughs> we still need your experience. We still need your wisdom. In my well, language, Colin, sorry to interrupt you. In my language we say Inyati Ibuzwa Basically, those who have come before us are worthy of our audience. Mm. So you stay know, where you are. I've, I've given 45 years in government service. I worked for 45 years in government. One job. 
I'm now a 74-year-old retired man. But, you know, I, I say to myself, and I, I, in a way I agree with your last caller. You know, it's, it's so heartening, disheartening. It's sad to see what is going on. You know, to, to, to raise your children, the schooling. Do you know, we've got so many gold medals in, in South Africa. We are the first in crime. We are the first in AIDS. We are the first in this. We are the first for all the bad reasons. Now, I would like your uh, guest to actually tell us why are we in that position? What is the cause of us being in that position? Will we ever come out of it? Now, I heard your other guest saying, uh, one I just called now, yeah, Imran. going to Australia. And uh, I heard your guest saying, yes, but they also went through this or that. They went. No ways. Australia and other countries never went through what South Africa is going through. Oh, be through. very careful. Be very careful. Let's not get into a history lesson here. Ask the Aborigine people of Australia what they went yes, through. Yes, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yes. I'm glad you asked that question. That is history three, four, five hundred years ago. The Absolutely same as our not. history. Absolutely but not. We will disagree now, on the history lesson here, Colin. We, we will disagree go, on the we history lesson. We should go forward now. Mm, we should you, go forward 25 years. We are going backwards. You had me until you said we should go forward. And yes, we must go so forward now. Do you know, we mustn't think of what happened four or five hundred years ago. We've got a new generation growing up. Babies are born today at the moment, at the second, every second these babies are born. We've got to look into their future. We mustn't go back the past. I appreciate your thoughts, Colin. I have to go to Temba. But before I go to Temba, it would be irresponsible of me to just let that comment slide. We have to move forward. Unfortunately, the history that in this country we have, only a certain people can only ever say we've got to move forward. And it's always the same demographic. And it is the most offensive thing you can tell somebody who has had to bear the history that South Africa does not really care to boast about to the rest of the world because it is dastardly and it is criminal. Apartheid and colonialism before that and the legacies of both that entrench themselves today. To simply be flippant about it and say move forward is most unfortunate, and I won't say much about that. Temba in Itzosang, Northwest. Uh, good evening, my Lord. How are you? Well, thanks. How are you? I'm your guest. Thank you for taking my call. I want to say I concur with the doctor, doctor is saying. I'm in saying my hospital is with, you know, psychiatric hospital. Now, for the last two years, I've been getting that hospital to get medicines. For the, that was the uh, I was disturbed. Now, after that uh, uh, incident, I, I went for skin medication. So they told me that uh, they've got no uh, dermatology in the Northwest for the past two years. So it is a shortage of doctors there, they say, but they don't employ them. I don't know where the, the human resource uh, department puts the, the uh, advert on the paper saying now we are shooting in a shortage of so many doctors. Right. Here's another one. Uh, in 2004, I 
establish a company of education training, training drivers to be skilled. Uh, I was looking at uh, how many trucks are in the country. One company has got about 1,000 trucks. So I said to the uh, Department of Transport, uh, uh, give me a chance, I've got 300 uh, young guys here and girls who I must train to become skilled and then take part in this road flight uh, system or business. So the Department of Transport refused to take my uh, proposal. So sometimes, you know sometimes, in this new government, it depends who are you and where are you from. Uh, that's what I'm saying so far about the government. Thank you very sure. much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. Do you want to respond to this previous caller before we go back to Colin? Yeah, sure. And that's all, that's all right. And But all I'm saying is, when we say people must not leave, we're not saying everything is okay here. We're saying, yes, the things which are so damn wrong, let us make sure we ourselves, let's fix them. Because sure. we cannot leave it to someone else. We've got 30 seconds. Your final thoughts on what Colin said? Gold medals for all the wrong reasons and the fact that we must move on? That's so wrong, and I think that's what's making people to leave when you don't agree with that kind of statement because they just expect you to say, okay, all is fine, let's just move on. They need to start questioning all that. It makes people uncomfortable, and they feel they don't for have the a right place. For the right reasons. Exactly. They must they be f- comfortable for the right reasons. You will never hear a German exactly. telling any Jewish person to get over the Holocaust. By and what means. happened in apartheid in South Africa and in colonialism generally in Africa is the equivalent, exactly. I dare say. Now, where to from here? How do we quell this despondency? Having said all of this, now you've been part of this conversation for the best part of 40 minutes. How for those who are on the edge contemplating, do I jump, do I not jump? What is it that you would say to give them one more reason to remain behind? In 30 seconds, please. I'm saying let's challenge all those things. Doors are open. Let's go to the policymakers and tell them we're not too happy with those things. And we are the experts in those fields. It's for us to direct those policies so that they suit our specific sectors. Thank you so much indeed. That was Mr. Makwe Masidela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers. And from time to time, you can hear him on the Focal Point with Master Chabam Dolo weekdays between 15.30 and 16.30 discussing economic and the market report. And that then, folks, was the end of this show. It has been thoroughly engaging. Thank you to my guest, Justice Albi Sachs. Thank you to Slicks, Mr. Zulinze Mangwindi, as well as the latest guest that we've just had on air now, Mr. Makwe Masilela. I am out now only to make way for the paper.